podcast. My name is David. My name's Matt. And we are the Taylor Bros. Today, uh, you showed us a video, Matt, didn't you, of the Simon, it was Simon Sinek, isn't he? He's quite famous in certain circles. And it was all about the one, was it the one behavior that is killing your career? Uh, the problem with avoiding confrontation. Yeah. And, and how if... that's killing your career. Yeah. And yeah, so he talks about how there's a unusually high number of re- relationships that end by just ghosting just they've been romantically engaged for sometimes months and then mm-hmm. one person just goes and no contact and so just... avoiding that confrontation and he says we see that in the workplace as well and he said i've heard from lo- like several people really that so an employer employee sorry quits in sometimes dramatic fashion and then follows up with the email you should have given me a pay raise. Do you not know what I'm worth? Um, and so they've left. And the employer is left going, well, they never asked for a pay raise. Mm. They, that This is the first time hearing about it. And we might have been able to work that out. And yeah. so he effectively carries on and goes, people, uh, and he, he sort of tracks it. He goes, in the 1960s, if you were unhappy with what you got, it didn't matter. You just stayed where you were. You dealt with it. Then sort of the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, if you're unhappy, you asked for a pay raise. And, um, you know, you weren't unhappy, but you didn't just stay where you were either. Whereas now you are unhappy, you just leave. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you and there's no conversation about it. There's no discussion. He said, really, we need to train people to have these skills, to have these uncomfortable and sometimes difficult conversations. Yeah. That's a great summary of his video. We'll post that in the notes. Uh, it's worth a watch. It's only a few minutes long. And he says, ultimately, it comes to the end, and he says, if we don't do this, we're going to end up really hitting a problem. Because at the moment, it's a it's an employer-employee market. There's more jobs than there are people looking for jobs. So it's a, it's a strategy that pays off. You know, I'm just going to leave and find somewhere better. But there will come a point where that's not the case. And we are also kicking the can down the road because you can't actually constantly avoid difficult conversations all your life you have to engage in them or i I suppose one of the things that i've learned um something i read recently was procrastination doesn't actually eliminate or avoiding doesn't eliminate the pain it just prolongs it actually because it's it's delayed and we can still anticipate that that pain is going to happen. And yeah, we might run away from it from a certain job or a relationship. But wherever you go, you are. And ultimately, in any conflict, I own half the problem. I, I own some of the problem. Mm. If there is a conflict, I have a part to play in it. So, so yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that as well. And I think that's really true. I think actually I dispute one part of that though is that I think some people can avoid these difficult and uncomfortable conversations their mm. entire life. It becomes a pattern and you know very difficult to deal with. But I think it's interesting from his perspective, Simon Sinek, he's obviously he tends to talk to a business crowd and he goes, we as business leaders, as business owners, as CEOs, as these sorts of people, we need to train our employees to have these conversations and plus they'll get the benefit at home right you know in their relationships they'll learn how to have these difficult and uncomfortable conversations and they'll become better they'll grow into better people that benefits us in the workplace and uh them at home and when 
when you can help someone at home there's a a pay it forward really if someone helps you resolve something you feel like you've owed them something as well so that was just an interesting angle for me what did you think about that mm. that's yeah i i hadn't really picked up on that i the kind of the dividends of the home relationship were just a, a happy outcome off of the back of what we really want is people to be good in the company mm. that's, that's an interesting insight i i suppose yeah, I mean, happy consequences are always a, a positive thing. In a sense, it maybe belies some of his primary focus, which is obviously improving business, not just his one, but other people's as well. Because, uh, of course, we spend a lot of our time, our, spend a lot of our life in a, not necessarily a corporate, but in our work, in our occupation environment. Mm. And probably the majority of our time is spent with people who aren't actually our immediate family family because of all that time spent. So it does make sense that that's the primary space he's coming to and then going, the nice thing is, actually, this will benefit your home life as well. You don't necessarily have to divide these two things. So, yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah, I, I suppose I to shift the conversation a little bit. This ties into some of Stephen Covey's stuff that I like, which was that sort of courage continuum, um, courage to consideration continuum which is, hey, you know, seek first to understand and then to be understood. And some people will have the courage to make sure they are understood. And some people will naturally have the consideration to make sure the other person is understood. And people tend to have those different perspectives. Yes. And I, I was reflecting on this, and I think, not to put too binary a point on it, but uh, I remember growing up and we would do various work and with me and you and maybe the garden and with our dad. And when there was a confrontation, the tendency would be that you would have maybe, shall we say, the courage to make sure you were understood. <laughs> I see you smiling there. Um, and maybe my tendency would be a bit more like consideration or avoidant, shall we say. So mm. I, I've witnessed in you uh, and maybe a more willingness to to confront, uh, to have those confrontations, sometimes healthily, sometimes not so. And you've definitely grown in that. Whereas my tendency was maybe more relatable to some of these other behaviors, which is avoid a little bit. Oh yeah, I kind of understand what you're saying or hey, I'm not going to deal with this. Or And so I really, over the last maybe decade or maybe less, really tried to be really intentional with confronting these things not in a confrontational way per se but actually to not avoid to not distract deflect um you know delay yeah i it's interesting you say that because of course there have been there are famous stories of me making one man stand or confronting what i perceive as injustices or when i'm uh, something is not to my liking or, or unfair I also have experienced an awful lot, though, in my life of putting off these things and putting off confrontation and you know, not necessarily going to dive into the Enneagram right now. But we've touched a little bit on that. And one of the things that I learned about the sort of the number that most resonates with me is that actually the desire is harmony and peace. And the strength of that is being able to help and encourage make peace. But the, the weakness in that is actually creating a false peace by not engaging in the conflict, mm. by not pressing through the conflict into the peace afterwards, but by just going, we'll avoid it and hope that it blows over. 
mm-hmm. and often what that does is it just stores it up for the future yeah or, as you said you can actually yeah the, we i'm sure if if we take enough time to think about it we can probably all think of someone we've encountered that has spent their life running away from difficult things avoiding conflict and it just makes it really difficult to do anything more than just I don't really want to engage with them in anything difficult because they will run away or they will turn it. And and so it it affords them the opportunity to run away and never mature. And of course, mm-hmm. what we are wanting in this podcast, uh, ourselves, anyone who's listening, is to make these things matter mm-hmm. and to become people that are actually able to deal with conflict, able to take hard things and do something meaningful with that and grow from that rather than just avoid it definitely one thing that i like about the way simon sinek talks about this is he says they are uncomfortable and difficult conversations and i think that gets to the reality is that nobody we're not going to say that hey you can have these really easy difficult conversations you know like that's just not that it's an oxymoron easy difficult one and and yet i think just because it's maybe difficult and uncomfortable does not mean it is not of high value. It grows us to be able to front up to that. And I think one thing that can help, though, is the fact that to have these confrontations, shall we say, or these conflicts does not mean you have to be confrontational. We know those sorts of people that are aggressive and they'll get in your face and they're going to fight you. And ultimately, the goal is to treat people as adults. Actually, you know, you should be able to go to your boss and to say, hey, you know, I've worked here for, you know, however many years and I've been able to deliver on these things. And I think uh, I would like a pay raise based on various things. And to not then expect there to be serious repercussions that you treated them like an adult, they can treat you like an adult. Um, And hopefully in your relationship, it's the same. It's like, hey, you know, this has been going on. Um, I think we're doing really well. But there's this one thing that I find this really difficult. And it's to not become an emotional meltdown, but actually to be like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, let's let's work through that. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that was going on. And that can be difficult because our egos get involved. But ultimately, um, we give other people the opportunity to act as responsible and mature adults and this is where i think it's really important is to recognize part of emotional intelligence is being able to do those difficult things to recognize those things in ourselves but also to help other people in their emotional states and i think that's what we're worried about is that there's going to be an incendiary there's going to be consequences there's going to be these unspoken rumors that happen about you or or things but actually when you start taking responsibility and having these difficult conversations in a way that is um, healthy, emotionally, maybe neutral, that actually brings that out in other people because they go, hey, they're able to have that conversation. They're probably as scared as you about having these, you know, nobody wants to come out of a place where they've just been shouted at for five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) But if you go in and treat them well and you get treated well, then I think that really raises the level. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love the way that you, the emphasis there as well of we want to treat people with that dignity, treat people as adults. Uh, and I was just thinking as you were speaking, why is it that we are finding ourselves incapable of or maybe just avoiding these confrontations in a healthy way? Uh, because, of course, 
we don't actually live in a conflict-free world in any of the, you, you just turn on the news and you realize, oh, we are so polarized. And the only way if we feel like we know how to do conflict is pretty much pitched battle. They are the enemy. We attack them. They attack us back. And then we run away and count our losses and count our wins, you know, uh, rather than going, I'm going to go in and engage with them. And yes, we have a conflict, maybe a conflict of interests, a conflict of ideas or ideologies, but we can engage rather than go, it needs to just be all out battle. Mm. And some of the things I'm wondering is, I'm just thinking about the picture of, you know, going into the home, there used to be the, the family room or the living room, whatever you'd call it. And you would have maybe, I mean, go far enough back, the radio, <laughs> everyone would sit around the radio, then it became the television and everybody would sit and you would have maybe arguments about what channel was going to be shown or or even, you know, what DVD you were going to watch that night. Um, but now it's become such a, you know, we all of the driving forces in our culture is you don't need to have a conflict with them because you can watch your show in your room and they can watch their show in their room. And, you know, and maybe with VR coming down the line or augmented reality, it's going to be everyone can sit in the same room, but watching their own show. Uh, and so I think some of the driving forces are not helping us to engage with ultimately what is a fundamental human thing, which is not everyone is exactly the same. Not everyone wants the same things. And in order to live together, we have to deal with these things, get them out in the open. Mm. A lot of the drivers is almost like, we can avoid the problem altogether by just allowing everybody to be happy in their own little silo. Mm. That might work for a while, but I don't think it actually solves the issue. Yeah, Which is where maybe another idea from Stephen Covey comes in. It's that thinking win-win. Yeah. If we're in conflict, I know what the win is for me. Hopefully mm. I've done that work. But it's like, well, what's the win for Matt? You know, what does he want here? Okay, how can I make sure he gets this as well? And I think in any conversation, whether it's with your spouse, whether it's with your boss, whether it's with a colleague or a friend, ultimately, you want, you know what a win for you feels like or that you feel hurt. But actually, even just, and I've coached people with this, just helping them find, well, what do you think they want here? Like, have you thought about that? How can you, you know, think about it from their perspective. And then it makes it so much easier because you're like, oh yeah, of course, I don't want to take that risk because of this and this. Well, I understand that. So I'll say that and then I'll counter it with this and that will help them feel understood. Um, yeah. So I think as we wrap up this episode, because we've gone a little bit long today, uh, just it is really important to have those difficult conversations. It's about communication. It's about confrontation. And really, it's about managing our emotions and ourselves. What do you guys do um, in respect of that? And uh, we'd love to, to hear from you how you found this insight Go watch the video, it's much shorter. Um, it's amazing that we've managed to talk about a three minute video for 12 minutes. So um, we'll leave you with it. <laughs> <laughs>